Welcome to another episode of Exploring Christianity. I'm your host, Daniel Clausen, and this week we are back in Ephesians looking at how the gospel has come to us. So let's dig in. In the seventh verse of the first chapter of Ephesians, Paul writes, In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace. There are a few important things to note about this passage that I will expound in this episode. First, this passage tells us about what God has done in time to save us. Second, it tells us a lot about the nature of our salvation, and it answers the question, what happens to us in salvation. And third, we have another instance where Paul tells us the motivation for our salvation. So first, what God has done in time to save us. Paul's premise here is that God has blessed us in Jesus Christ, his beloved son. And included in that, especially in Paul's mind, is the fact that God has sent Jesus to us as us to save us. He says here, In Christ, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses. When Paul speaks of redemption, he speaks of the kind of redemption the Israelites experienced in their exodus from Egypt. And in our case, it's freedom from the slavery to sin. The term redemption is important in our understanding of our sin. It implicitly describes our sin. It doesn't really tell us outright how horribly stuck in sin we naturally are, but it implies it. The kind of salvation we need, or the kind of redemption we need, tells us a whole lot about how bad our slavery was, how bad our sin really was. And Paul tells us, we have redemption through his blood. Now, blood is the payment for sin. And that's because the life is in the blood. And you find this concept in the Old Testament time and time again. Paul also looks at it from the other side in his letter to the Romans when he says that the wages of sin is death. So, blood as the payment for sin. Life as the payment for sin. Death being the wages for sin has always been the case. It's popularly thought that Paul wrote this letter to the Ephesians at the same time he was writing his letter to the Colossians because of their many similarities. And to the Colossians, Paul actually gives us further helpful clarification as to what this redemption looks like when he writes, God has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. And that's in Colossians chapter 1, verse 13 and 14. Our redemption means, then, that we are no longer slaves to the kingdom of darkness. We're no longer slaves to the kingdom of sin. Paul spends a lot of time, both in Ephesians and Colossians, telling us what this verse means, what our redemption and forgiveness mean. And in Colossians, he also gives further clarification as what as to what he means by forgiveness of sins. He writes, 
And you, who were dead in your trespasses and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made alive together with him, having forgiven us all our trespasses by cancelling the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands. This he set aside, nailing it to the cross. The thing I find most stunning about this is how Paul addresses our sins, not our sin in general. He uses terms like trespasses and sins, not trespass or sin. Sin, in general, is covered in our redemption. But Paul speaks here of individual instances or individual acts of sin, and these have also been forgiven. The reason he does this is to bring the gospel from its concept of atonement for sin in general to the tangible or practical dealing with guilt for particular acts of sin. And the gospel, Paul is saying, reaches down to our worst moments, to our most shameful moments, to our most traumatizing moments, and it cleanses us completely. And the word Paul uses here for forgiveness means a release. And in regard to our sin, it means that God has released us from the eternal consequences of our sinful acts. He has canceled the record of debt. That's what Paul says. He has canceled the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands. And he did this through Jesus Christ on the cross. Many Christians seem to think that their suffering in this life is God paying them back for their past sins. But that is completely contrary to the gospel. Our suffering, even if it is the natural consequences of our sinful actions, is not God paying us back for our sins but it's God's kind discipline that sharpens and grows our faith in him. It's to help us grow in our maturity. And finally, why has God done this for us? Why did God plan our salvation and send his only begotten son? Why did Jesus come to die for us? Well, it was because he was gracious to us. It was because he was rich in grace. And we will get into how rich and free that grace really was in our next episode, but for now, we need to sit on this idea that God has brought us out of darkness into light, out of slavery into freedom, and that he has done this for us at a personal and intimate level, at the level where we were most guilty and ashamed, and that no one has persuaded or forced him to do it, but that he has done it simply because he loves and cares for us. So may you feel the love of the Father through the redemption of Jesus Christ because of a verse like Ephesians 1 verse 7. Thank you for listening to this episode of Exploring Christianity. For more great biblical content, visit thechristianexplorer.org.